Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schock. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from Chiel Arena in Potsdam, New York, where the Union College hockey season comes to a heartbreaking end for the Dutchman. Another overtime game and another overtime loss as the Dutchman fall 4-3 in Game 2 of the ECAC Hockey Tournament quarterfinals. Clarkson goes on to Lake Placid next weekend for the championship round, and they'll play in the semifinals on Friday against an opponent to be determined. Union ends its season at 14-19-4, and and just a a painful way to end it. Uh, Another overtime game, uh, Lucas uh, Kabla scored 314 into the extra session uh, to end Union season, a goal that Connor Murphy never saw and still hasn't seen yet. You'll hear comments from him, and you'll hear the call of the goal from uh, Bob Alfeld of uh, ESPN+. Plus. Just a tough way to, uh, for Union to end. I mean, they, they down 2 nothing, down 3-2, fought back to get to 2-2, fought back to get it to 3-3, and it was just a uh, tough way for the season to end, a season that really uh, was – Kind of a weird one, you know, Dutchman coming back from uh, not playing last year and really trying to get acclimated, getting a lot of uh, young players acclimated to college hockey, uh, trying to you know, figure out, get some chemistry. Uh, of course, they're still dealing with some COVID issues. Some games were, were canceled or, or, and postponed. And, of course, uh, the Rick Bennett situation really was the uh, capper on a really weird season. Uh, uh, the Dutchman... Um, with uh, John Overman as the interim head coach, uh, went eight eight and one, and of course now the fun begins. Uh, what happens with the the head coaching position? Does John Ronan get a chance to be the head coach, or will Union Athletic Jim Mc, uh, Athletic Director Jim McLaughlin look outside uh, the program for his uh, next head coach? And this is the first head coaching search uh, McLaughlin's had to conduct with the Union Men's Program. If you recall back in 2011 when Rick, uh, when Nate Lehman uh, resigned to take over the head coaching duties at Providence, Rick Bennett was promoted from associate head coach to head coach. So there was no interview process involved in that. That was a quick transition, and it yeah, worked out for the most part early on. Of course, uh, Bennett guiding the Dutchman to uh, three straight ECAC hockey tournament titles, uh, two Frozen Four appearances, and, of course, the national championship in 2014. So uh, let's uh, look at it, this uh, game uh, from Saturday night. Clarkson you know, had a great first period, and Union was just on on its heels. Uh, there was a carryover from uh, the third period in overtime Friday night. A game Union lost 3-2. to two. And uh, Lucas Calbra and Michael Underwood gave uh, Clarkson a 2 nothing lead, and Clarkson was just dominating the period. And it just looked like Union had no life, no legs, and uh, looked like Union was going to be in some trouble here. But uh, late in the uh, first period, Andrew Seaman, who was a healthy scratch last week, or I'm sorry, not Friday night, not last week, but Friday night's game, um, he uh, tied, he gave the Union a chance here late in the first period. 12-1, to 1, key case here right now for the Knights to maybe add a goal, but not give one up right here with a chance for Union. Adams, high slot. Turn a patrol, a shot, and a goal! Just like that, Union makes it 2-1. to one. And right. And then Union tied it up less than five minutes into the second period. And Dylan Anhorn, I think, is going to be a really, really have a great senior season next season. Uh, he tied it uh, for rebound. Around the Knights' net. Graff at a high slot. Shoots. 
Custillian save, rebound, and it's a goal! Einhorn knocks it in and ties the game at two. With 15.07 to go here in period number two. But Clarkson took the lead late in the second period on a Tommy Passon in goal. In fact, all four goals that uh, Clarkson scored tonight came from defensemen. So Union's down 3-2 to two heading into the third. And if you recall, Friday night's third period, Union did not play well. They were outshot. They gave up 20 shots on goal in that uh, third period on Friday night. And, it, you know, they didn't really have any legs. And I think they just lost their, uh, their drive. But uh, Saturday night, they had a lot of uh, energy. Uh, they outshot Clarkson 17-7. to And they would tie the score. Midway through the third period, Tyler Watkins came through. Same in again by Eustillian. Loose puck underneath the Union player. It's going to be Porphy for a chance. Shot down. Knock again. Shot. And they score! It's going to be Tyler Watkins on the goal. And the Ducksmen have tied the game up at three with under 10 to go in the third. Union had the momentum heading into the overtime, and you would think that they would take advantage of it. But unfortunately, the only one shot of overtime came from Lucas Calbra. Uh, 314. He t- it was in the high slot, and a uh, great screen by Luke Mobley. Uh, Connor Murphy was looking around him and just never saw the puck. Point Taylor to his right. Callblay waits. Callblay shoots. Scores! Lucas Callblay has set the Golden Knights to Lake Placid. I'd like to thank uh, Bob Allfeld of ESPN Plus for uh, the calls uh, this weekend. Uh, let's now hear from uh, interim head coach John Ronan. I guess tough way to end the season. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. You know, <laughs> it's, I've said it a million times. It's a resilient group, and I'm absolutely gutted for them. Uh, it's they kept getting up. They kept getting up, and I'm I'm so damn proud of that group. I mean, yeah, you exactly. You know, down two nothing. The first period outplayed. You get a goal late. You tie it. You are down three two heading into the third, and be able to tie it and again send it in overtime. What does that show you? Maybe there is potential for this team uh, next season. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's a long, crazy year, but I think we, you know, we did a good job of developing guys, getting guys acclimated to to college hockey at this level. And we got better and better. We got better and better, and that's a damn good team over there. And I think we gave them everything we can handle, or they can handle. Yeah, obviously, coming back from COVID, uh, dealing with yeah some games getting postponed, dealing with the Rick situation. How much of a toll did it take on this team as the year progressed? It's hard. It's I mean, young kids, uh, you know. Uh, kind of pro hockey-ish where coaching changes in mid-season and you know just the ups and downs of a season in general but it's it's hard but our group couldn't have responded any better um you know starting with our leadership guys like josh dylan gabriel estes uh, you know it's my hats off to them they made me and tj's job very easy and like i said i'm, I'm so proud of them what did you say after the first period? You mean, did you feel fortunate to be down only two-one with only three shots on goal? Yeah, that was the first probably 12, 13 minutes were pretty lopsided. Um, we were we were crawling towards that media timeout at ten, and just needed to kind of refocus them all after that. And I thought for the most part. You know, they responded, and it was good to get that goal at the end and, you know, give us some confidence. As opposed to last night's third period, you had a strong third period tonight. 
I mean, do you feel like you could have gotten more than just the one? Yeah, I, I thought we were on them. Uh, you know, us, we were around their nest, creating opportunities, second, third chances, and you know, their goalie was kicking. He played really well, and you know, but you know, we we stuck with it, and we we're fortunate to send it to overtime. I guess now the uh, off season gets a little interesting here for you, for the team. Uh, how would you assess the job you did in the time you were the uh, acting slash interim head coach? I'll let the experts do that. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I you know. Just try to make the most of a, of a tough situation. Very fortunate to have those guys in the room. Like I said, they made my life easy, and I'm grateful for them. Do you feel that you deserve a chance to get at least a chance for that job? That's not for me to say. You know, I, you know, it's been the last thought in my head. Really, I try to put my best foot forward. Try to have these guys focused every day, practice games, and I thought for the most part they were. If you you and Jim talked at all? Um, Briefly, but nothing nothing concrete. Jim's been great. Our entire administration has been great throughout this, supporting us in any way we needed. And you know, I, I think the plan was to talk after a season. What? I mean, maybe it's tough to ask this question, but what happens if you don't yeah. get uh, the chance to be a permanent head coach? I I don't know. I, you know what? I've been here long enough, and. I believe in this program. I love the school. Uh, it's, you know, I, I'd love to be around. Uh, obviously, with you know the scholarships coming into play, I mean, does that really help this program down the road? I mean, obviously they're going to be phased in, but you'll be able to have those scholarships to work with when you're recruiting. Everything that's going on with this program is is so positive, and you know, I think the future is so bright with this program, with, with scholarships and all the other news that. You know, it's a bright, bright future for this program. What about the seniors here? Um, you know, starting me watching Josh Kozak get uh, hugged by every Clarkson player there in the line, and uh, Brandon and Sidorsky, um Just talk about what they've meant to this program, especially you know dealing with not playing last year and then you know having to come back this year with dealing with everything that's going on. Yeah, it's my hats off to those guys. They're absolute warriors. You know, Josh, an incredible leader for two years now through the COVID. Brandon Estes is an absolute warrior. Ryan Sidorsky is a rock. Uh, it's, you know, it's, he, he's, he's unbelievable. Mikey Ryan, I give tons of credit to him. He stuck with it all year and was a key cog down the stretch. And then Fletcher Feynman, uh, you know, he, he got dealt a tough hand this year, not being able to play at the end. But, you know, he, he helped us out on the coaching side. I have nothing but respect for those guys and so grateful to be a part of their journey. Up next is the captain of the Dutchman, Josh Kosak, who was the last uh, union player in the handshake line, and everybody uh, from Clarkson was just giving him, embracing him and just you know, wishing him well. And he came out to uh, meet me after the game, and he was still in his uniform and very emotional, and you'll hear that uh, in this interview. Still in your uniform, I guess it's tough to uh, get out of it. Yeah, I don't want to take it off. It's been you know, such a crazy journey. Um, thought we were going to pull that one out but you know it's been quite the journey and you know I can't thank my teammates coaching staff, trainers you know for, for making it a pleasure every day to show up to the rink but I'm going to miss it miss it a ton I mean you guys 
We dealt with a lot this year. Um, you know, obviously coming back from the COVID after not playing last year, had some games postponed this year. The Rick situation and to lose this way. I mean, how tough is that? But at the same time, to be able to get through the season, I mean, how much, how proud are you guys of that? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so proud of our group. You know, there was so many times where we could have thrown in the towel after uh, our 8-2 loss here. You know, we fought back. We had another, uh, you know, tough stint before, uh, you know, when we were fighting for, for home ice. And got a big sweep senior week and our first sweep in three years. Um, you know, we played unbelievable last weekend. And, you know, we fought through so much this weekend, being down the entire time, fighting back in both games OT. And, you know, uh, it's overtime. Anything could happen. I'm just so happy with how we kept battling back all year. And, you know, a tough way to go out, but, you know, Props to Clarkson, they're a hell of a team, and, you know, if I was a, you know, they got a good shot to win it all, so I'm happy for those guys. You know, I've battled with, with Clark and Jacome and Campo since since junior, so I'm happy for those guys, and I, I hope they bring it home. Now, the interesting, most probably the most interesting all season in Union Hockey history begins, um, now the coaching search begins. Can you talk about the job John did, you know, taking over with the, the situation, and do you think he deserves a shot to be in the permanent head of coach? Yeah, 100%. You know, he got us to play every night. Um, you know, we, we wanted to, to win for him. He's such a, uh, you know, personal guy, a guy you want to sell yourself out for. Um, you know, I 100% think he should get a, a fair shot at it. Um, you know, he did a tremendous job. He was thrown into such a difficult situation, and you know, I think we were a couple games above 500, and I don't think we've been above 500, um, you know, in the past, whatever, th- since Cole's class left. So, um, you know, TJ, Ronan, I give them all the credit. Um, you know, they got us ready to play every night. So, um, yeah. How, I mean, how important was it to, you know, try to keep, to keep the ship sailing on the right course as, instead of, with with all the turmoil that was going on, uh, yeah, you know, it's we had a, a players only meeting after everything happened, and we believed in our group, we believed in Rona and TJ, and um, you know, we could have easily, you know, thrown in the towel, just said, all right, let's get ready for next year. Too much going on, but we kept fighting back, and uh, you know, like this weekend, we kept fighting back, down 2-0 after or early late in the first. Forcing both games OT, um, you know there was no quit in our group, and I'm so proud of how we kept fighting all year. Uh, do you see potential in this program uh, next year? Obviously, you, know, you, you didn't have a winning record, but you, you made things interesting, and you got to within you know two games of going to Placid. Yeah, no, I have so much faith in this group. Um, you know, our freshmen are. Unbelievable players, unbelievable guys, and you know there's a big group of them to carry the carry the torch moving forward. Our juniors, soon to be seniors, have been unbelievable. Their career at Union, and you know our sophomores showed so much fight. Um, you know, practicing all year, going through everything they went through last year, and showing up this year, giving it everything they got every night. Um, you know, I'm so hopeful for this group. Um, you know, I want to tip my cap to to Mikey Fletch, Sid, and and S for a hell of a career at Union, and. Um, you know, we'll be watching. It's uh, it's going to be tough taking this jersey off one last time, but, you know, it's a bright future ahead. Another senior who had a great season was uh, defenseman Brandon Estes. He's the first Dutchman defenseman since Jeff Sprout in 1999-2000 to lead the team in scoring. With the way the season and the, all the ups and downs, the situation with Rick, uh, I mean, how difficult is this right now for you? 
Uh, it, it's tough. Um, obviously, I came in a, another year with the class I was supposed to graduate uh, already gone, and you know it's just me and Cozy in our class. So uh, you know we're here a little longer than most people get to get to play college. So to to have it finally end is, is definitely definitely a uh, hard pill to swallow. I mean, you guys. Tough first period, but you still come out of it down one. So, how encouraged were you heading into the second period? Because um, I, I mean, I think we we knew it wasn't our best. We knew we had more to give. So, we we, we knew we were going to be all right. Um, we knew we had fight left in us, and uh, that, that's what we did. Yeah, the third period last night was not a great one for you, but tonight it was. You guys, uh, you were carrying it. Tyler gets the tying goal there. I mean, you guys had some other chances. So, did you feel like you had the momentum heading into overtime? Y yeah, I mean. Obviously, we, we knew that it was a game that we could definitely win, so um, we, we felt like we had a good opportunity to do that tonight, and it just didn't fall our way. As far as now the offseason, probably the most interesting offseason this program has had in its Division One life, uh, obviously there's going to be a coaching search. How did how do you think John did, and do you think he deserves a shot at being the permanent head coach? Uh, I mean, of course. He, he was, uh, you know, he stepped up in a big way, um, and, you know, it, I mean, I think, like Josh said, he's he's someone that we all want to battle for. Um, he's a guy that everyone wants to play for. And, um, I mean, props to him and TJ. They got us ready to go every single day. And, I mean, you, you can look at the stats when, we, when he took over. And, I mean, he did a great job. How important is it for, for the players to, you know, follow John, not have the, the ship, you know, go off course there with all that? Because, obviously, it could have gone you know, one of two ways. Yeah, I, I mean uh, – we, we we talk about it as a team when, when all that stuff happens, you know, and we, we try to keep it background noise, um, uh, not just for the coach's sake, but for our sake too. And, um, it, I mean, when that stuff kind of goes on, you, you have to keep playing hockey. I mean, that's that's what has to be the focus, and I think the guys did a great job of it. I mean, this team have potential to be maybe a top four team next year? I think these guys can do whatever they put their minds to. I mean, we see the improvement over the year, and I think these guys are going to keep improving. Up next is goaltender Connor Murphy, who, yeah, unfortunately he had, he had no shot at that game-winning goal. He was screened. It was a perfect screen, and uh, nothing he could do about that. Just to ask you straight up here, um, the goal, you were looking one way, and you never saw it. Yeah, I, I have no idea where it went still. I don't, I don't think a lot of guys did, but... Um, yeah, the only thing I saw was a pile of bodies in front of me, and I think it went to my left, and I still don't really know exactly where it went in. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just that was kind of how the goals were, were going all night. It was, it was tough for me to see pucks sometimes, so um, it's always frustrating. But I thought our guys did a great job battling, and, and you know, we, we really had a chance to win that game, which which was huge. So. Hey, yeah, this series could have gone either way. You know, two overtime games. I mean, it's, is this, does that show that maybe this team is close to you know getting to that next step? Absolutely. I think you can see our progress that we've made since like the second or the first half of the year. Excuse me. Um, you know, we we've gotten a lot better, and and I think we're just going to keep on getting better the more we go. And uh, I think having the first experience here at Clarkson be an eight-two loss. With six goals in the first period, uh, I can say proudly that our guys have definitely stepped it up, and, and we we know what we're doing now, and and uh, we know that we can play with these guys, and and everybody should be proud of themselves. So it, it was great to see. 
obviously now you know, interesting offseason with this program. Uh, you know, how did the players respond to uh, John Ronan, and do you think uh, you should have the uh, interim tag taken off? Yeah, I absolutely think you should have a shot at the head coach. I, obviously, it's uh, hard to top what Brandon and Josh both said about him. I mean, he's he did an unbelievable job when uh, the situation was, wasn't looking too good. You know, he was just kind of thrown into a situation and wasn't he probably wasn't too sure what to do but you know we uh, we all we all got behind him and we we helped him however we could but I think he did a great job personally and individually with with TJ's help as well that um, yeah I thought I thought he did a great job altogether so it was good I mean how important was it to um, you know to have all the players get behind John and not have it you know go go off uh, you know wayward yeah I mean obviously we're all here to play hockey and you know what hap- whatever happens it, it happens. So I mean, it's it's nothing that we can control. It's just kind of the way things happen. But um, you know, we we all wanted to win for him, like Josh and Brandon both said. We we wanted to battle as much as we could for him, and and uh, obviously at the end of the day, we want to play hockey and we want to win hockey games. So it was obviously really important that everybody was on the same page. And w- as soon as we had a meeting about it, we were we all knew we were on the same page. So it was good to see. I know you're just your first year here, but what did the seniors mean to you? It meant everything, you know. I uh, I came in here not really sure where I was going to be living, and I was lucky enough to end up at a spot with, um, in an apartment with with Josh and Brandon. So um, I got to know those guys obviously really well, and and they're two of my closest friends. And you know, it was it was really it was really fun to play with them, and I wish them all the best of luck. And they they did a great job as long or, um, as well as the other seniors. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You guys, the first period tonight. You ever outplayed, but you're down two to one. So, what was the feeling like after the first period? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I don't think we got the amount of shots that we wanted after the first, but I, I, I didn't have any doubts in our team. I, I thought we were still in the game. Um, obviously, guys were a little bit probably upset that we were down, but I mean, that's hockey. That's going to happen. But I knew that we were we had it in us to to fight back and try to try to get the lead and. Unfortunately, we didn't end up getting the lead, but um, we, we tied it up late, and we ended up taking it to overtime, giving ourselves a chance. I mean, you guys played a lot better third period tonight than you did last night. I mean, did you feel you had the momentum going into overtime tonight? Absolutely, yeah. We I think we probably doubled our shots, if not like tripled them. But <laughs> either way, uh, yeah, I thought we really had the advantage going into it, and uh, it gave me a little bit of a rest, not not allowing them getting too many shots. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was good to see, and I was I was really expecting a, a different outcome, but it is what it is, and that's just hockey. It's sometimes it just doesn't go your way. My three stars of the game. We'll start with uh, number three, Anthony Callen of Clarkson. He had a pair of assists on the uh, first two goals. Number two, Dylan Anno. I thought he had a great uh, weekend, a great you know, postseason. And I fully expect him to be uh, really a top-notch defenseman in this league. And uh, wouldn't be surprised if he uh, wears the uh, C next season. He did wear the A. Uh, so I, I fully expect him to be the captain of the Dutchman next season. And, of course, the number one star is Clarkson defenseman Lucas Calbra with the uh, two goals, the first one and the last one. And Clarkson moves on to... Uh, Lake Placid next weekend. Also, a little congratulations to Casey Jones, the Clarkson head coach. Uh, his 200th victory uh, was tonight. So, um, congratulations to him. And he's got the program going in the right direction. And they'll, I mean, they have an outside shot. I think they have to win the tournament to get it to make secure a berth. I mean, I don't know if they're have, you know, if they'll be able to get at large bid, but you never know. We'll see what happens uh, as they get reset for Lake Placid next weekend.
Well, that'll wrap things up. And I just, before I um, we sign off here, and just wanted to let you know we're still going to have college hockey talk. Uh, you know, uh, Josh Segan of College Hockey News, who covers ECAC hockey, will preview the uh, Final Four of ECAC hockey uh, next week. And, of course, there's still NCAA hockey at MVP Arena, the East Regionals, coming up in two weeks. And this year there is an off day between the semifinals and final. So it's a Thursday, Saturday. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and it'll be a lot of fun covering what we don't know. We'll find out uh, next Sunday what four teams will be coming to uh, Albany for the East Regional. And just on a personal note, I'd just like to thank everybody uh, who followed me on Twitter uh, sent comments uh, about, about the coverage. I think a lot of it was it was fun. I never fully expected to be back uh, covering Union hockey uh, again. I had 25 wonderful years covering it. Uh, the first 25 years of uh, Division One hockey at Union. Yeah, so a lot of bad hockey uh, uh, in the first decade. And of course, the program slowly got better. And then you know, culminating with a pair of Frozen Four appearances and the 2014 national championship. Um, when I was asked to uh, come back on the beat this year, I was pleasantly surprised and uh, look forward to it. Obviously, you know, I was coming back to a program that had a year off because of the COVID situation last year. Uh, you know, still dealing with some issues, and of course, uh, they had some games canceled. The UMass games they were supposed to play um, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day were canceled because of COVID. Um, and then, of course, the uh, Rick Bennett situation uh, in mid to late January culminating with his resignation uh january 28th so it was it be uh, it was a um, interesting time around uh union hockey and i appreciate all the uh coverage and everybody who participated in the ecac hockey face-off selections and i look forward to doing this again next season because it'll be going to be a busy off season with uh, coaching news player movement and uh well, we'll keep you abreast of things. You can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. And if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or questions about Union College Hockey, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. And we should mention um, two series ended t- uh, on Saturday night besides the other, of course, the Union Clarkson one. And Quinnipiac rallied in double overtime to beat St. Lawrence 4-3. to The top-seeded uh, Bobcats will play in Lake Placid next weekend. Two series will go to Game 3 on Sunday. RPI wins in double overtime, four to three. So that series is tied at a game apiece. And Colgate beat Cornell four to two. The only game not to go to overtime on Saturday night. That series tied at one. Both games will start at four o'clock on Sunday. And uh, of course, we'll keep you abreast of the RPI game because the RPI has not been to uh, the ECAC Final Four since 2002. That's 20 years ago when uh, Dan Fridgen was still coaching the team. So. And we'll see if Dave Smith can get them up there to Lake Placid. Again, appreciate everything and all you people and all you hockey fans out there. And let's do it again next season, okay? The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From Chio Arena in Potsdam, New York, good night. Good hockey, and set those clocks ahead one hour.